Hello and welcome to the Free Mind Podcast with Seth and Novaretti. This is Stephen Robles and we're talking about some sports ball today. We're sports gonna get, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to that, and uh, but Seth's going to have to school me on what's going on, but always want to mention that Impact 360, our sponsor for the Free Mind Podcast. They have those awesome camps that we usually talk about. Well, we also want to remind you that they have those online courses about truth, worldview, defending the resurrection. Great first steps into the apologetics world and learning how to defend your faith. We encourage you to watch them and take those courses, and you can even share them with friends. And you can do that at impact360.org. And if you sign up for one of those online courses, you can use the promo code FREEMIND to get $25 off when you take one of those. Yes, you can. And um, I had a conversation with mom and dad the other day, and they, uh-huh. they scolded me, Brother Stephen. What? They, and now they, they basically said, we haven't made it clear. That oh. how how can you know they were saying why don't you make it clear how parents can train up their kids you know okay and right help them grow in the worldview and understand all the stuff and I'm like well I thought we made it clear because every week we drill Impact 360 <laughs> Impact 360 send your kids to the camps exactly see, they're like well kid they ain't gonna send their kids to the camps oh my- so I'm like <laughs> I wonder which well, parent you were just impersonating. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, well, they need to send their kids to the camps first of all. If if they if they got enough, you know, money to send them to, like you said, sports ball camps. Sports uh, ball, (laughs) that's it. uh, You know, they got enough money to send. Where are those camps, by the way? I'm not. Is it Tennessee? Pine Pine Mountain, Georgia. It's about an hour south of Atlanta. So okay. And they have, you know, if you are interested and you don't have the money, they do have some scholarship options they can talk to you about and stuff like that. But it's it's actually. It's not that expensive for the two weeks for the right. one camp and the and the one week for the other one. It's not that bad, and it's completely worth it, even if you kind of got to save up for it and right. sacrifice in other areas. But that that is the point. Like if you're going to train up your kids, man, I, I, I quoted uh, Henry David Thoreau in that. Uh, <laughs> no, wait a minute. I've heard you say this twice. Yes, is it not Henry David Thoreau? Yeah. Well, either way, it is. Yeah. <laughs> How does he say it? How does Henry David Thoreau say it? <laughs> He, he ain't saying it no way right now, bro. He He's not saying it now, <laughs> but surely. I mean, yeah, I get. I guess you, you, if you want to, uh, I'll just. I just, I'll just I don't want to make you feel bad. I just, you know, no. eighty years from now, it'll be Seth Reedy. That's right. Free mind right. podcast. Exactly. Saint Augustine instead of Saint Augustine. Uh, yeah, mm, that's okay. actually the big, a big debate. So, okay. For Brother Robles, Henry David Thoreau, uh, I, I called him the yes. good bishop in the in the uh, video, which he actually is not. I was kind of tongue-in-cheek. He was a poet. Mm. I don't even know if he was a Christian. but Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but anyways, he, did, he said uh, something like, men will lie on their backs talking of the fall of man and right. do nothing to get up. Right. And that quote is so true. You know, you often hear people complaining, man, our generation's going to pot and... <laughs> And, mm-hmm. you know, this and that's happening, but we won't make effort to do right. anything about it. And, you know, if you if you do want to train people up, if you want to train yourself up, if you want to train your kids up, it's going to require some effort and it's going to require the right tools. Mm-hmm. As we used to say in sub 30, you got to vend that joint. That's right. Vision, intention, means. means. I remember that. So you yeah. need to have a vision of what you want to become and intention to become that kind of thing and then the proper means employed to, to do it. And in this case, my parents said, I haven't given the right means. <laughs> So this is for you, mom and dad. Um, impact the, the courses actually. I, so here's me, me and Nerva have been watching my home. These are actually a great opportunity for you and your family mm-hmm. to sign up for like, for instance, the truth one. That's the one we started with. There's these little 15 minute videos. Mm-hmm. You can sit down and watch it with your family, discuss it. And even though they're simple, they really are profound. Would you agree, babe? They are good. That's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> they are real good. You yeah. sound like Michael Jackson on the beginning no, of... No, uh, it's, it's very... It's good. It's, rock, it's, rock my world. <laughs> she is banging. You are silly. No, it's good. It's truth relative. I mean, just good power pack, but simple enough to follow and understand for those who are not apologetically inclined. So it's really good stuff. Yeah, really yeah. Good. It, I mean, it, it really is insightful, and it, it speaks it's right good. to the stuff we're dealing with in our culture, and it does it at a level that's not so sophisticated uh, that you can't Jonathan's a follow. great teacher. He's yeah. so good. And so simple but good. Yeah. That that's if if you do want to help your kids, man, invest some time. It's a little bit of money with the with the with the passcode, free mind password, you can get that twenty five dollar discount. You only end up spending, I think, twenty five dollars per course. Take the time, invest in it. It'll probably be the, the, the wisest thing you do all day, For sure. considering all we just immerse ourselves in via social media and what we're talking about over the tables. I mean, just 
invest in some some wise teaching, some good truth, and they really, really do their work well and, and, and make it power-packed and feed it in a way where you can follow it. Even some like me can follow it, but it is challenging, but it's really good stuff. Yeah, good That's stuff. Good. So mm-hmm. I do. I will correct myself. I'm looking yeah. up the uh, Henry uh, David uh, uh, Thoreau here we, go. Okay, here we go. What's Apparently, the Apparently, it's thorough. Yeah. That is how you're supposed to say it. Vindication, brother. <laughs> On the air. <laughs> Thorough. And he was not a Christian. He actually did some Hindu practices, apparently. Right. But I will say this brother had a serious neck beard oh. that I, oh do not, I do not that, approve of. Oh that should be the front cover for this uh, episode, in fact. <laughs> the neck beard. All right, we should well. all grow that out for one month. No, the, we shouldn't. The Thorough neck beard. That's serious, man. I don't know. That is serious. Nay. No, anyway. No, but that is a great quote. And I think yeah. it really, he really nailed something about human nature. And that is, mm-hmm. it's way easier to complain. <laughs> than it is to actually get up and do something. Absolutely. And so here's here's your opportunity, man, to take your family through these courses. Now this week, yes. um, we're, we're taking a cue from uh, Stephen's co-host from their other That's podcast. Right. Uh, I'm waiting for Inside it. the Movies. <laughs> now you're just doing it on purpose. <laughs> for Movies on the Side, Brother Nate Baranowski. Uh, yes, but y'all, y'all just entered the top 100. What was it, the top? <laughs> actually, we were the number one movie. Or the, I'm sorry. We were the number one film review podcast in Vietnam. Working <laughs> out. So, what? So you could take, so you could so take that. You could take that. No, but we were in the top 50 Vietnam. for, um, for What if y'all went to reviews. Vietnam and y'all were held as kings? Like, Man, we did a live event in a stadium. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'd be amazing. In our next episode, Nate actually does our intro in Vietnamese in homage wow. to our ranking. So. That is fantastic. That's way cool. But brother, on that. but brother Nate sent us a group text with a sports ball link, which I immediately ignored. <laughs> As he knows I would, but he included you. <laughs> now, yeah, so, so Brother Stephen did not grow up playing it. No. You, you weren't a sports guy, right? You didn't watch did, it, didn't play I, it. I did one basketball camp. I cried after the third day, and then I just didn't go back. <laughs> didn't go back. And I did do tennis brother. camp when I was in high okay. school, and I enjoyed that. But but basketball was not in the Tennis is a sport. Um, so anyways. <laughs> yeah, Listeners, so, please send feedback about no. tennis. Thank you. So my, there wasn't a chance I wasn't playing sports. Just so you know, like every sport, not a you know, single chance. Unless we weren't, there were no communist sports like soccer in my house, <laughs> hockey, none of those sports. Communist. There was only sports. good old America. We, I was playing oh. baseball, I was playing basketball, and I was playing football. We are polarizing our audience as we speak. That's all right. That's what we live representing the county. Go ahead. <laughs> That's right. You don't come yes. to the, the county talking about that soccer nonsense. So football. Um, Jeez, basically, please. so I started football concussion. That was it. Mom, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a concussion. Oh, and really, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was it was slight. It was slight. But oh, no. um, I don't think I was eight years old. So that wow. that eliminated football. Right. For me, and then I went to baseball and basketball. Eventually, basketball became the main sport. So huge. I've been a huge basketball fan all yeah. my life. Like you know, I dreamed. Actually, a little little factoid. Went to my high school Auburndale Bloodhounds. Shout out to the Bloodhounds. <laughs> um, my let's see, sophomore year, freshman year, I can't remember. But Tracy McGrady was on our varsity team while That's I was right. on the JV team. I, I did move up for one game, so I was on the same team with him for one game. Um, <laughs> but I think I was a freshman. And he was a junior. That's amazing. Man. And uh, he was one of the, I think maybe the second or third players to go straight from high school to the NBA and we had a good team and it, it was you know it was cool fun high school I went on to play at, at Southeastern and uh in college um all yeah four years there and really really enjoyed it love and and I always you know I dreamed of being in the NBA that was the thing mm. and I opted not to do well this will sound a little self-aggrandizing I don't mean it to but I, I was my main thing was gonna be basketball I was gonna try to go to a d1 school and i had the mm. opportunity to go to usf and red shirt mm. and which means you don't play your first year because i was scrawny so i had to hit the weight room and <laughs> right. try to try to build up for my freshman year but i found out i had a small blood red uh red blood thing from they call it from the mediterranean area some kind of thing where you can't carry enough oxygen per mm-hmm. yeah it's wild thanks mom um <laughs> But anyways, uh, uh, we wonder what it was because I had asthma as a kid, so I was never able to get in shape like everybody else. And I always thought, man, what is this? But I kind of grew out of the asthma, but I still was never able to get in shape Mm -hmm. to the degree. And to play D1, you really, I mean, there's just no, there's no room for any kind of weakness like that. Um, So I just decided not to do that and go more for fun and play at Southeastern, which was a NCCAA Division II school. So Okay. And uh, (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> Nervous face right now. <laughs> we're just hitting them all today. We're going to start are. doing these better video no. podcasts so people can see. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my expressions. It's silence, but there is full reactions. Carry but, on. But no, no, no. I actually had a lot of fun, and it was great. We went to the national championship like three of those Was your years. dad the coach when you played, too? No, not, he didn't start out that way, but he did become a okay. uh, coach. He probably acted as if he was Oh, coach. yeah, yeah. It didn't matter <laughs> whether. It was actually safer. If he's in the room, he's coaching. It was safer right. for them to move him to the bench because he had to be quieter from there than the stands. <laughs> and so that was a safety mechanism. They oh put him on the goodness. bench all last year. But my dad, he has, actually is a good coach, and real, mm-hmm. you know, strategery is his. Uh, right, right thing but so you know i did i did grow up playing huge basketball fan i've remained an nba fan but i have noticed uh over the past few years they've started taking some stances on stuff and they've become like the social justice league you know there's been a lot of politics Mm -hmm. and football and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff as well and that's kind of what leads us into this latest controversy so you had just pulled up an article where you were I think looking into a little bit, will you just kind of give us some background on what happened in the past few weeks? That, and this is what Nate, he shot us this uh, text and he mm-hmm. was like, well, you guys talk on, I didn't even know what he was talking about. I didn't know the yeah. guy's name. So I was like trying to decrypt the <laughs> text. And finally you said, uh, the only under, what did you say? The only word I understood in that text <laughs> was like V and. Oh, I understood China and free mind. Yes. That's all I- <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't know what he's like i was i was like it was late at night too i was like is nate did he just like pocket text us or but it did turn out he was onto something and this thing blew up like the next week and so uh nervous giving me the head shake like she's unable to find the article now but basically yeah i don't know enough about it babe i just know i've really read some tweets i was like what is going on here but here's one from daryl Mor- daryl moray you want to you want to name correct us on that too, brother Robles? Yeah, are you, uh, you a little hesitant here? now? No, I'm done correcting. More, it could, is it Daryl Morey or Moray? I'm not sure. Morey, I didn't intend my tweet to cause any offense to the Rocket fans and friends of mine in China. Yeah, I was merely voicing one thought based on one interpretation of one <laughs> completed event. I had had a lot of opportunities since that tweet to hear and consider other perspectives. So he must have tweeted something. Yeah, so his original, like five backpedals. In exactly, you know? exactly. Ambiguous equivocations. Right. To, uh, get, I, I'm no longer in the room. There's just a voice. Oh, here it is. Fight for freedom. Stand with Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. so his original tweet. So he's something with the Rockets. Is he the yeah. CEO or the owner? Or he's a higher up with the Houston Rockets organization, NBA team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Daryl Morey or Moray, I'm not sure. Um, and he quoted or he tweeted, what was his original tweet there? He's the general manager. General manager, thank of you. The Rock. Yep. And what was his original? You just read it. Well, it's a video. Oh, okay. And the title says, Fight for Freedom and Stand with Hong Kong. Okay. Fight and I think that was pretty much the content of his original tweet, Fight for Freedom, Stand with Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know what's going on in Hong Kong, then you're probably normal <laughs> because like most <laughs> right. people kind of, yeah. well, I mean, we get like little tidbits of it, but it's hard. You know, right. we don't, most of True. us don't learn the history of China. So I just started doing a little bit of digging. I'm by no means an expert. I, in fact, I know very little about this, but apparently there was at one point, uh, Great Britain was over Hong Kong in, in somewhat recent times. I don't even have the dates, but, Mm. and then they decided, uh, China basically kind of took it over something. And they talked about Mm. it's one, it's one state now, but two different, um, uh, life like government styles or something. So they were, they were trying to say like China now has authority in some sense, but Hong Kong has some autonomy. Um, it's complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. And, but they would still be able to live with their first freedoms that great Britain had kind of like, you know, the, the British Western civilization style of government life, but with being connected with China somehow. Hmm. And most people at the time thought, well, that's not going to last at all. You know, that's just because, because China is, you know, blatantly communist and, and that that's the acid that eats through everything. So it's going right. to eat through and it's going to gobble up Hong Kong. So they, many people are saying this is the process we're in now. It's beginning the gobbling process. And mm. so Hong Kong people are doing these uh, protests, staying in the streets. And I think they're protesting a few things, the erosion of their freedom of speech, freedom of uh, religion right. and p- police brutality, this, these right. kinds of things. And they're, they're pro-democracy 
um, protests. So the people of Hong Kong are wanting democracy and they're protesting for it. Right. And that yeah. does not make China happy. Right. So that's the crux of that conflict. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of what, what's going on. So then okay. now, well, as we'll read, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read a couple articles here. Um, we'll see that this is becoming perfect irony because, like I said, NBA has taken it upon itself to be the defender, supposedly, of the oppressed and the, mm. and the you know, liberties of people that, um, again, in their view, the conservatives are yeah. the monsters and, you know, this right. kind of thing. So you'll hear about this here. So I'm going to start with a... Uh, article from Sean McDowell and we'll put this in the show notes Mm -hmm. if you want to look at it but it says this the NBA has been engrossed in a recent drama regarding its business in China it started with Daryl Morey the general manager of the NBA's Houston Rockets expressed his support for the Hong Kong protesters through a tweet yeah China responded quickly by banning Houston Rockets games from appearing on Chinese state TV and by dropping NBA sponsorships, which puts their billion dollar partnership with the NBA in jeopardy. So that's one thing we didn't know about. I I had no idea China had anything to do with it. Right. And where would we know that? Yeah. But apparently there's, there's a, there's a billion dollar partnership involved. And so. He says that the tweet disappeared almost instantly, which is probably why you have a hard time. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, this is eye-opening. Right, right, right. Carry on, please. But the NBA p- commissioner moved quickly to apologize to the Chinese government and to make sure that no more quote-unquote mixed messages mm. were sent in regard mixed. to how much the NBA supports, quote, friends and fans, unquote, in China. Ooh. And this is deep. I didn't know this until I read this in the article, but it said fans at a Philadelphia 76ers game were even ejected for holding up free Hong Kong signs. Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay. okay. Promoting social justice. Here's mm. the irony. The hashtag NBA has been outspoken in favor of social justice by threatening to boycott North Carolina. If the city failed to overturn its controversial bathroom bill, we'll mm. come back to this, but this was the bathroom bill. If you'll remember, remember in that. North Carolina, right. where they were saying, if you are a biological male, you have to use the man's restroom. If you're a biological female, you have to use the women's. Mm-hmm. I know it's like wild thought, but that was what the bill <laughs> basically said. And, um, the NBA didn't like that. And sure. so they said, we're going to boycott and not have the all-star game there this year. Mm-hmm. So they're, you mm-hmm. know, That's moral, so- moral champions here. Right. Um, so anyways, uh, it says certain NBA coaches who regularly condemn our president and have been outspoken in favor of a number of progressive issues are either silent about China, <laughs> Steve Kerr, um, or desperately try to avoid the issue. Um, as far as I, as far as I can tell, none have been willing to express support for the oppressed in Hong Kong. Mm. now why won't they condemn the religious now this is the real stuff that's going on why won't they condemn the religious persecution organ harvesting and forced abortions in china if they care about human rights why not speak up and before i before i give medal's answer here this is this can neither be confirmed nor deny but we did have an interesting conversation last time we were in new york city with the cab driver (laughs) i don't know if you remember this but i think he was he was from India, India maybe, and okay. he didn't strike me as sure. a conservative. But for some reason, he was real talky on our way to yeah. Laguardia that day, and he uh, he almost hit somebody in the going through the intersection because oh. he was looking at something, and he okay. was like, "Oh, sorry, you guys," and he was like, "Man, I'm glad we're not in China because if we were in China and I hit someone, uh, I would have to back up and hit them again until they were dead because you can't leave someone injured." <laughs> what? This is what he said, and again the. I can neither confirm nor deny that is is the truth, but this wow. Indian cab driver apparently believed that if you if he was a cab driver in China and if you injure someone you hit them you have to finish the job apparently. Wow. Yeah, I don't mean to laugh at that. That was what he remember when he was telling us that. I think was, he. I thought he was saying this is awful, but in his in his worldview, it's better when there it's a final or or that financially you're you're doomed to kind of just be yeah no that's what he was saying china believes right yeah that it's better you're better like if you hit someone you you were injured them it would be worse for them than to just go ahead and kill them 
Because like medical bills and stuff, or just yeah, I was uh, thinking that yeah, all that kind of stuff. So just an interesting little side note that could may or may not be true, but this was our conversation Mm. with the guy in New York. But Mm. anyway, so uh, McDowell's asking, why don't they stand up and say something about these stuff? He says the answer is simple: money. Oh, the NBA has been outspoken on progressive issues when it costs them nothing, right? But what about when it costs them something? Silence and equivocation. Wow. Um. This raises an interesting question. How do we know when someone really believes something? <laughs> One answer, when they are willing to suffer for it. Jeez. Mm. The NBA speaks out on social issues when it is convenient for their bottom line, but not when it costs them something. They are unwilling to suffer for the sake of human rights. They are unwilling to stand by their principles. Mm. Thus, their moral signaling is vacuous. Mm. I would have more respect for the NBA if they simply ignored all moral issues and stuck to their business plan, as Michael Jordan has attempted to do, but they don't. Jeez. They speak up selectively when it benefits them financially. Wow. All right. A little strong, stronger than McDowell's normal life. Yeah, man, he's going in. <laughs> he's going in on But he said, contrast this with the apostles. Now, now he's another basketball fellow basketball player. Uh, he played at Biola. Okay. And uh, he was a point guard there. So uh, maybe us in the basketball world feel like we could uh, kind of be a little bit harder on the NBA in this right. in this time. So he said, contrast this with the apostles of Jesus. Believing they had seen Jesus risen from the grave, they willingly put themselves in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Even though they were threatened, beaten, thrown in prison, and many of them killed, they refused to compromise their message. What gave them such conviction? After being threatened by the religious leaders, the Apostle Peter said, we must obey God rather than men, Acts 5.29. Mm. In other words, they feared God more than they feared the opinions and power of people. They were willing to sacrifice their lives to help advance this new movement. And as my father and I documented in the updated evidence that demands a verdict, many of them did. Now, just as a side note here, yeah. that is the, the, the reason many... Um, scholars that study the new testament even when they're not believers will say the early disciples at least believed that jesus had bodily risen from the dead because people will sometimes they'll they'll die for something that they that's a lie but they don't die for something that they know is a lie right in other words that they were willing to suffer for something that they were in the position to know whether it was true or false shows that they at least believed it and so then how right. do you best explain that, that you get those different mm-hmm. hypotheses like the hallucination and all that right. kind of stuff. But Which in that, that contrast to how they were before they saw him resurrected, meaning right. immediately after the crucifixion, they were hiding in their right. homes, afraid of the Jewish leaders. They experienced something and then they had this yeah. unexplainable boldness, boldness. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they were mostly martyred. Of, yes. of the 12, they were mostly martyred in terrible ways mm-hmm. with that truth in mind. Like they, they were defending that truth till the death right so and so that's one of the one of the you know kind of five historical facts that you have to explain with right. the best explanation that looks to be the jesus did rise from the dead bodily right. um but yeah that's an interesting point that he makes there so he said um well he's basically going to say the same thing we just said their willingness right. to suffer for their faith does not prove christianity is true but it demonstrates that the uh, that the apostles, the first witnesses of the risen Christ, were not liars. They were not phonies. They did not invent the story to get themselves martyred. They were not virtue signalers. They really believed in the message and they sacrificed everything for it. Unlike modern NBA, the modern NBA, the apostles stood by their convictions and showed remarkable depth of character. Mm. There, this is one reason I believe we can trust their testimony and is one reason why I'm a Christian. Now, that hmm. was one article um and with a little side into apologetics here's the second one i, I want to read through from um dr michael brown we like to reference him every time i think about you know doing some research into a topic that's relevant um as soon as i start to look into it i realize michael brown's already written two articles that day <laughs> so I'm like, and half a book right i'm like where does this dude get the time he man it's crazy i don't i don't understand computer. how he does it but okay All right, so he says, when I was a boy in school, I watched as one of the school bullies picked on another kid who was not much of a fighter. Then, after the bully walked away, the kid who had just been bullied turned around and picked on a smaller boy. Mm -hmm. The bully boy who wouldn't fight the tough kid was willing to pick on a smaller victim. 
Shades of the NBA. NBA is <laughs> getting it this year, Yikes. boy. Now, is, it, wait, is the title of this article, The NBA is a Spineless Little Bully? That would be the title of the article, Brother Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> no punches pulled there. Sorry, I have to laugh because I love irony. Like, I'm yeah, just a fan. You do. You do I, love I irony. I do love irony. That was, it was the Michael Avenatti, Avenetti situation all over oh, again. Oh, gosh. That was the worst. He was right. the guy who was he kind of the, I don't know, smarmy... Mm. Uh, sleazy lawyer for Stormy Daniels who mm-hmm. that whole situation is crazy mm. anyways but he right. was representing her but he was a huge um, critic just of any any sure you know the conservative movement but he when the Kavanaugh trials happened he was one of the people championing the the believe women hashtag yep, me too. and then like it was like two or three months later this woman accused him of oh, gosh, beating her the pictures and everything. then wow. so his believe women campaign came back i mean it was it was irony yeah at its best it, it was just mm. so and then he fell into another lawsuit with nike with or nike, something and yeah. i think yeah he's still involved so you sure. haven't heard a lot from him lately mm-hmm. that like it, it Sometimes irony is just a beautiful thing. I don't know if God plants these little seeds uh, just for just for comic purposes for the angels, but I imagine them in a theater just like eating popcorn and bending over laughing at us. Oh, so anyway, so he said, yes, this multi-billion dollar organization, which spans the globe, was happy to bully North Carolina in 2016 when the state had the audacity to declare that men's bathrooms were for men and women's bathrooms were for women. I see he, he enjoys my uh, spiritual yeah, hey. gift and uh, <laughs> sarcasm as well. So how dare the people of this largely conservative state be so discriminatory? As a punishment, the NBA pulled its scheduled all-star game from Charlotte. No way would this highly ethical organization be partner to such unfair treatment of the transgender Ooh. community? No way would they put money before morality. Not a chance. Not the NBA. Right? Well, actually, he says, right, exclamation mark. Yeah. In point of fact, the NBA was simply marching to the beat of American political correctness, a beat to which its biggest corporate sponsors also marched. You had better believe this was about money more than morality, about dollars more than decency. Yikes. Back in 2016, when the NBA decided to relocate the 2017 All-Star Game, the league put out a statement claiming that North Carolina law was, quote-unquote, discriminatory, running counter to its, quote, guiding principles of equality and mutual respect, unquote. And in parentheses, Brown says, I remind you that the law simply called for people to respect the privacy of men's and women's bathrooms, which is hardly discriminatory or unfair. But the same NBA has had no problem getting in bed with an oppressive country like China, which imprisons and tortures Christians and Muslims and others who do not toe the party line. Mm. Tens of millions of people experience severe daily restrictions under the tyrannical policies of President Xi Mm. with... Countless tens of thousands suffering right now in re-education camps and jails. As I noted in August, one of my friends in China related to me that he has Chinese colleagues whose family members have received the life sentences because of their faith. Wow. Arrests, brutal interrogations, imprisonments, disruption of, of meetings, beatings, destroying of quote-unquote unauthorized Bible and Christian books are increasingly common. In one instance that was shared with me, those only non-approved Bibles and other resources were hit with, quote, stiff fines and the books earmarked for destruction, but not before they, the materials, were first dumped in piles on the street before they were carted off, followed by the pastor who was then sent to prison, unquote. Wow. And we know at least some of what is happening in the Muslim, I don't know how to say this word, is it U- Uyghurs? Uyghurs? Ujurs, yeah, maybe? something like I'm that. Sure. It's, a, it's a group of Muslims right now that they're like a million to two, three million of them have been put in these quote unquote re-education camps. Wow. And Yikes. some of there's reports of torture, forced labor, hard. Yikes. Um, okay. Good. So with as many, yeah, that's what he says. With as many as one million arrested and detained. Yet none of this stopped the NBA from bringing its teams to China and working with major Chinese companies for corporate sponsorships. Ooh. After all. <laughs> Hey, quote from Granddad here, money talks and the bull walks. That's it, money talks. And when one NBA team owner, Daryl Morey, had the temerity to post a criticism of China's treatment of Hong Kong protesters, the league virtually threw him under the bus. Wow. 
League chairman Adam Silver's defense of this owner was far softer than his apologies, while outspoken NBA coaches who frequently blast President Trump were strangely silent. So this same thing I was saying. Murray, for his part, has been publicly penitent, ruining his foolish tweet. Even the socially woke LeBron James claimed that Murray (laughs) was misinformed, (laughs) leading to his jerseys being burned in um, Effigy. effigy in Hong Kong. A US to- USA Today commentator called this the most disgraceful moment of LeBron's career. Please, LeBron, tell us plainly. Murray was misinformed about what? No wonder the protesters were indignant. The hypocrisy was beyond glaring and from the league as a whole, not just LeBron or Silver. Hmm. To put things mildly, receiving a life sentence for being a Christian is far more discriminatory than telling a biological male he needs to use the men's restroom. Confining one million Muslims to re-education camps is a far greater threat to to guiding principles of equality and mutual respect mm. than saying that bathrooms and changing rooms are not gender neutral. Wow. No wonder former North Carolina government Pat McCrory said, quote, I see hypocrisy. I, they wanted to involve themselves with North Carolina commerce in an election while not setting the same standard for China, unquote. He claimed to have called the NBA out on its hypocrisy back in 2016, arguing that this was always about profit more than, quote, they were losing some sponsorships. They told me flat out on the phone they got heavily involved with our community in elections while ignoring China. I told the commissioner they've got a lot of business in China, but they've got a lot of sponsors there, and that would cost them hundreds of millions, unquote. And heaven forbid that the NBA would lose hundreds of millions of dollars because of <laughs> petty human rights violations like the oppression of hundreds of millions of people, including arrest, torture, and even execution. Wow. But the NBA is not alone in its hypocrisy. As I noted in 2016, other major corporations like Starbucks and Apple, quote, blast Americans who stand for religious liberties and conservative moral values, even threatening states that will protect these liberties and values, claiming this discrimination against gays and lesbians. Now, I want to pause on that for a second. You know, one of the things we we did the live podcast taping in Atlanta with the Better Way Ministries and right. one of our good friends, uh, Diane Gore, uh, who was helped us put on that event. She's an amazing woman and just woman of God and mentor, friend. and. Yeah. You know, she's she's probably in that generation is like a podcast. What is that? You know, and and has had some bad experiences with just like podcasts being, I don't know, just, you know, come and share your story. And, you oh. know, just yeah, kind of like this frilly. More substance yeah, she, than- you know. So when we told her we were doing this live podcast, she, she was like, okay, you know, but she knows us. So she came and she said it was, you know, a lot different than what she expected in a good way, thankfully. But she said one of the things that she felt like we were engaged in was unmasking mm. the enemy and his, his plans. And, and mm. I think, um, I see that right now in many, many ministries that I, that I feel like we look to as voices in this time that, that God is raising up. And, and one of the biggest things they're just doing is they're, they're exposing right. these hidden agendas, these hidden lies, unmasking the enemies, mm. you know, cause we talked about this before, but the primary way he works is through ideas and images mm. And he has set up this whole, you know, quote unquote, sexual revolution in the United States. And now that has become the new religion. Right. And it's combined with streams of postmodernism, streams of critical theory. And all this stuff is, sure. you can sort of see the formation it's taking. Yeah. And these companies, these major companies, um, we talk about the seven mountains or seven spheres, but you can see education clearly. They've been doing this, you know, for years, very intentionally. They call it the long march through the institutions. Right. Um, but we see it there, Hollywood, media, Netflix, and, and even the sports and entertainment world. Right. They have all aligned themselves with these viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And so they will often cash it out like they're taking these courageous stands and they're, and right. they're willing to sacrifice for these things because they really care about the oppressed. And it's just, I, I find it ironic and interesting that in the past two, three years, like these, these lies have become exposed yeah right and even you know companies that we all i mean we all buy apple products like our starbucks is our main place we go to get coffee all the time so it's like and and i've been an nba fan for years but but it has been interesting to watch these i think what he says here they they have taken these positions where they blast americans who stand for religious liberties and conservative moral values Mm -hmm. in the name of 
yeah bringing up the oppressed and and right. and with the idea that they are doing so self-sacrificially and courageously and like they are the new martin luther kings Ooh, that's right. basically the message like right. the we are the new mlk standing for the civil rights of the oppressed right. and i think something like this goes right to the heart because it shows like uh, mcdowell said what you really believe is going to come out in those moments when it's tested by when you have to sacrifice when pressure comes wow. when the pressure comes Right. And I think the NBA has been, yeesh, we need one of those buttons exposed. <laughs> Unmasked. Well, irony button. Irony. Yes, I, that's yeah. what I want. I want an irony stamp, irony. I said the other day. Yeah. It's, you you think, know, it's baby? funny because I, re- I used to really admire, um, to a point, uh, how in sports, I said, that's the only, that's the one industry left that you're, you are assessed based on your skill set, not the skin color not your background we just can you shoot can you play can you can you win a championship but the but there's always another ideology that's bigger that's behind it pushing it the agendas and things and so it is true i think there's a pressure on all sects of of the different markets the education churches sports to okay what do you believe in why what is your real conviction and where do you really stand and and i think the it, it's coming to everyone's doorstep. Like what, you know, I see a lot of passion. I see a lot of sway. Mm. I don't see a lot of old school conviction. And it's there. I just don't see it on social media. So it just reminds me of, you know, your heroes that you look up to. You you, mm. you don't know what's there really. You know, you see a lot of tweets. And that's, I think we're raising up a group of people who can tweet and share opinions. But few have done the work of truly develop a, a, a real conviction. I'll stand and die on this hill. And it has nothing to do with money. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, and I'm sure. not, I'm, I'm probably like being overjudgmental here, but it's just real. This, this is definitely a case of that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, to be gained in popular culture these days by taking a stand in these areas like they've done. And acting like you're a hero and virtue signaling. You see right. in the Taylor Swift video, like she, it almost comes across like she's saying, "I'm I'm a hero of civil rights." Like I'm right. using my art at my own detriment, yeah. but it's not really in most cases at your own detriment yeah. these days. It's it's right. it's sort of like being pro-choice at a Democratic rally. Like the crowd's yeah. going to cheer you. Like it's it's not. Yeah. It's not some courageous thing like Martin Luther King and those guys really did oh, risk gosh. their lives. So to right. put to Daily, act like we're yeah. putting ourselves and well, it's, to act like an underdog, right? They're they're basically yeah. portraying themselves as underdogs. And think about Apple and Starbucks; they are anything yeah, but exactly. <laughs> anything but exactly. same thing with the NBA and like they're not. None of these people are underdogs. Taylor Swift is not an underdog, right? You know, like they're all on the winning side right now, yeah. both ways, both in popularity and in money. And with the popular culture rhetoric. Yeah. Like, with, yes, they're all exactly. on the winning side. So for sure. Nothing to sacrifice. So it's really a trick of rhetoric. And it's just, right. I, I think it's good for people to be aware of. Like when we see these things, we should, we should just see them for what they are. And you right. know, it's okay. Like it is what it is, mm-hmm. but we need to be critically aware of that. Right. And don't let this um, narratives continue to be pushed on you. Cause we just need to understand the gatekeepers, the, the people that control these areas this is their agenda and we need to be aware of it. Mm, and they can good. use the language of we care about the oppressed. We care about equal right. rights at the end of the day. It's that's not typically what's going on. Um, so we just need to be informed, have a biblical perspective on it. And what you had something you wanted to add. To yeah. That. I just remember reading MLK's story. He, he hated injustice all over the world. He would travel to different places, different countries. It wasn't just, an American thing. It was, um, you know, an injustice anywhere can, you know, what's that quote is, 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 is injustice. Yeah. It's a threat to justice everywhere. And so, um, it's, it's, it's a worldview and it's, if it's not properly developed, it's, it's swayed by culture and, and it doesn't stand the test when pressure comes. But I just, I just admire that he had a Christian mind and he really understood, listen, America is sick because of these things we're doing and if we don't get it right we'll stay sick but he he felt the same way about africa asia and all these other places he had a principled stand that cost him his life that Mm. 
And, and so, yeah, there's the there's a difference. <laughs> and I feel like many of these modern corporations don't have a principled stand. They have something that's actually benefiting them. And, and that was interesting what he pointed out in that last article, which I didn't know about that. Or I didn't think about that, that part of the reason the NBA pulled out of Charlotte and made it look like they were doing some virtuous thing was actually right. their sponsors were putting pressure on them. Ooh, okay, mm. see. Um, Dang it. And so, you know, again, it's all, you know, if if that's the case, again, you see the same principle at work, which is the money um, when it comes to these major corporations. And some of these guys, though, are ideologues. Like, I think some of the guys in charge of these companies, they are principled. And I would just argue they're on the wrong side of the principle. Sure. Because um, some of them are pushing it, that agenda, um, and they would push it whether or not it did cost them, because they really do believe that... Um, this so-called, um, you know, that that we're in this new civil rights movement on behalf of the LGBTQ community. Right. So there, there are those people in there Definitely. as well, mixed yeah. in there. But it looks like the NBA, um, at least partially, might be more motivated by money than they are even <laughs> that real like activism. That's what Dr. Michael Brown is calling like to the NBA specifically and all these companies put morality first and money second. And when he talks about Starbucks as well. And how they have stores all over Saudi Arabia where <laughs> gays can be executed and Muslims will uh, even kill their own family members when they convert to Christianity. And so Starbucks has plenty of stores there. And then Dr. Michael Brown also links to Starbucks's like accomplishments page. Mm. And it lists maybe 20 to 40 bullet points about milestones that it accomplished in China. Talking about wow. partnerships in China, how it's one of the best places to work in China, uh. the different programs that now you can get on WeChat for China and best employers of the year in 2017 in China. So it's, it's just this hilarious, like, I don't know, like just yeah, to brag about irony. Yeah. Like it is. it's amazing. And we all, you know, we're all susceptible to that. Like those deep inconsistencies and we, we have to be careful. You know, it's like the, the pastor at church that that's preaching about, you know, pornographic addiction, but then he's like sleeping with, different women in the church you know it's like right. it's it's really awful when you see that happen because you're like what you know but right. uh, but i think in this case the part that makes it almost funny is these guys have been such virtue signalers like and, and right. against chick-fil-a it's like you know oh man we can't let chick-fil-a in here because they're discriminatory and all mm. the while they're partnering with, with saudi you arabia right. and, uh, because wow. it's serving their better interests you know okay. And, okay. and it's just an interesting thing to be aware of you know so basically, bottom line, whatever these organizations say, or even these big names say, look at where and if they are willing to sacrifice for whatever those if, causes and beliefs that they're claiming to hold. Or if it's just making dollars and cents. Dollars and cents. <laughs> <laughs> That's my one cynical statement. <laughs> right? So yeah, I'm, it's like money talks, like Dr. Yeah, Brown yeah. says. And LeBron's tweet, basically just yeah. another cop out. I mean, is that? Yeah, so I'll play. Good question. I, got, I, I want to hear it. You know, so he's responding here to Daryl Morey. I think when we all um, sit back and learn from the situation that happened, uh, understand that what you could tweet or could say, um, and we always talk, we, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others and only on you only thinking about yourself. So um, I don't believe. Um, I don't want to get into a, a, word, a, a word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl, um, but Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand, and, um, and he spoke. And uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, um, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so just be careful what we, what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be... Um, a lot of negative that comes with that too. Okay, so wait, <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I, yeah, go ahead. So that was LeBron James talking, right? Yes. And he is saying that Daryl Morey is thinking about himself and not others, and how his words could affect others. Yep. Whereas Daryl Morey's actual words were trying to support democracy in China Come on. and speaking against this torture and violation of human rights that's happening over there. So LeBron is. Totally full of it. I mean, is that <laughs> so 
yeah, if Jeez Louise. In the future when we have that button where we can just hit buttons and things talk that, that <laughs> yeah. would have been the laugh track button right there. Wow. Afterwards. So I here's just the first few tweets that like the first responses. I didn't dig for these at all. This yeah. is like literally uh, this guy says, love this thread, quote unquote, ed- uneducated. In this case, translates to, quote, Daryl didn't think about how it would affect my shoe contract, unquote. <laughs> it does not translate Ooh. to Daryl doesn't understand geopolitics. Wow. And then the other, the other guy said, the problem with calling someone uneducated on any given topic is that it implies that you, the person making that claim, are, are educated on that topic. And if so, are qualified to speak on it at more depth than the original speaker, which LeBron does not do that here. That doesn't necessarily imply that, but that's just an, another. Yeah. And then, of course, there was one, uh, one under there with Dave Chappelle's got money held up to his chest and a king's crown on. <laughs> wow. Dave Chappelle tweeted that? No, it's some guy it's that tweeted like a, a yeah, one yeah. of those uh, gifts. And yeah. uh, he said, LeBron, when given a chance to stand up for people's freedom or worry about his own money. And it's, he's put, he's clutching the money to his wow. chest. So anyways, but but the best one of the best responses came from our, uh, our, our good buddy, uh, Ryan Bomberger, who actually, hmm. I just uh, texted him, he's going to do the, the the Lakeland thing we're gonna do on January thirtieth. Oh, we moved it back awesome. to January thirtieth, so he's gonna be part of the panel. But awesome. he's never one short for um Oh gosh. <laughs> short for words or short for um I don't even know what you call it. He just cut he has a pull punches. Right. Mm, absolutely. Words. So he says this, he says, Sorry, LeBron James. Because apparently LeBron uh tweeted out later on after that that the league that he and the league had had a difficult week based on <laughs> So Steve is catching. He's getting this information. We left earlier. Right, what? Left so a tip, difficult wow. week. So Ryan says, "Sorry, LeBron James, you are not a victim. The NBA is not a victim. You tweeted that quote. You and your league have had a difficult week unquote as you've spouted complete ignorance about communist China. You know who has had a really bad week, a really bad lifetime. People who live under a massively oppressive dictatorship." You say NBA owners treat multi-million dollar players like you are slaves. He said, please sign me up for that plantation. While you protect a brutal communist regime that treats people worse than actual slaves, you are not a victim, King James. The over 360 million children aborted due to the one child now and two child forced abortion policy are victims. Dissidents who are imprisoned, tortured, or killed and organ harvested are victims. Millions of women forced to abort their children are the victims. Religious minorities like the Uyghur Muslims forced into internment camps are the victims. Those living in a country with no freedom of speech are the victims. Christians whose churches are destroyed and forced underground to worship are victims. You you in a billion-dollar business that ignore heinous human rights abuses to make a buck are not victims signed Americans who hashtag stand with Hong Kong. Mm. Wow. Mm. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I was trying to find the statement from Bomberger and I ran across this Babylon B article that he tweeted. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> the headline of this Babylon B article is oppressed Chinese citizens apologize to NBA players <laughs> for disrupting their difficult week. Oh. I was supposed one quote. <gasps> They don't and it, play. Again, if you don't know, the Babylon Bee is a satire yes. site, much like the Onion. And uh, they've been killing it. They've been killing it. But this, this, is, this is a make-believe quote from a Chinese dissenters. Look, we never meant to make your lives difficult. We are so, so sorry, said a representative for Chinese dissenters. Uh, his name has been withheld to protect him from imprisonment or execution. <laughs> we never realized just how hard it was to throw a ball through a hoop and make millions Ooh. of dollars. Yikes. Man, Babylon Bee. Good stuff. Well, That's good stuff. And we're, you know, listener, we're, we're, we're having fun today. So we apologize if we've been overly, uh, cynical and sarcastic today, but you know, this stuff is, it really is meaningful and it really is deep and it, and it is good for us just to be aware of what's happening in the world and and see, you know, we've got to, uh, develop a Christian worldview and, and do the best we can to be principled. And sometimes that gets complicated and, um, you know, there are always things probably people could make fun of with us as well. But I do think in this case, it's becoming increasingly clear that these organizations that uh, 
kind of pretend to be our moral leaders or anything but that. And we just need to be aware and, and know who to take our cues from. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good. I don't say, um, brother Neil Shenvey, who was on the podcast a while ago, you know, he talks about critical theory, oppressed groups and all that. And I think that yeah. kind of plays into this too. Oh, and for sure. Definitely look up what he's been talking about. Yeah, so. for sure. Because again, it's all going to come down to definitions of oppressed and, and it, they, as you can look back and see in the North Carolina thing, hmm. they were using words like discriminatory and oppression to to represent what these bath this bathroom bill that said biological males go to mill. That now is a form of they oppression. call it oppression, and then you you call um, organ harvesting oppression. Well, those are clearly two different things, but you lose that distinction All right. when I you see. start misusing words, and that's part of the. That's pro- part of the trick of political correctness is to change the meaning yeah. of words and make them so broad, like racism and white supremacy, these kinds of things where right. you can no longer make distinctions between the real malignant mm. versions of oppression and racism versus, right. you know, having uh, vanilla color band-aids and real racism. You know, those yeah. distinctions are collapsed and that when you collapse la- and you, you, you take the meat or the the substance out of language, then you can do anything you want and right. wield whatever power. And this is the typical uh, trend of really of totalitarianism. So wow. <laughs> here you go, folks. Um, but this is what you're dealing with. And uh, we thank you for listening this week. And we actually passed a hundred. Uh, did we already yes, talk about this yeah. on here? No, I don't think we have because we've been traveling and that's and posting, right. But. I meant to. I meant to have a a celebration, but uh, I think we're at like 104. 104 five-star reviews on yes. Apple Podcasts, for sure. Yeah, so, so thank you guys so much. Thank you, listeners. For taking the time to do that. If you haven't done it, you know, please take the chance. Even if you write a short review, yes, it helps us. Why don't you explain what it, what it, what it actually does on our behalf? This, when people search for Christianity, philosophy, religion, again, the more five-star ratings you have, the higher you are in search results. And Apple Podcasts feeds a bunch of other podcast players even things like Spotify rankings and all that. So it just helps free mind be discovered by more people. And, you know, we're trying to address all the current events and issues that people need to be thinking about. And so if you could help us share the podcast, you can always share it on your own social media. We'd really appreciate that. But also give us a five-star rating with a comment in Apple Podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you. Surely you might have some thoughts about our episode this week. <laughs> so you can interact with us on Instagram and Twitter, at FreeMindFM. And we have a, a Facebook page, at Freemind Podcast FM, and you can even email us podcast at freemind.fm as well. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next week. And so am I. Maybe millions of people. Come on, come on.